1: Midair madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-air brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gaik. At LAX. thrown off a
0: flight from Bali. A
1: disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. So many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that started the? I, the board? Board is, please, to me. I hope this crashes. <laughs> Out the fucking door.
0: Welcome to midflight
1: brawl. Any tip
0: rat can fly now. Here's what happens when they do. I'm
1: Nick Cody, and I'm Luke Heggie. Pretty excited, mate. Episode 28.
0: It is episode 28, and not only is it episode 28, but the boys here at Mid-Flight Brawl HQ have hit 100,000 downloads. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Sick. I could just keep that going. I'll just add that in a loop <laughs> for maybe 45 minutes.
1: <laughs> Man, how's it going? You good? Yeah, I've been real busy, but I've uh, I've still found time to... Spend a bit of time on the uh, Facebook group you sent me, <laughs> invited me to, or just sent me to. Yeah, you invited me to a, an excellent Facebook group. Wins lo- tips and tricks. Well,
0: I love that uh, there's certain Facebook groups that you do have to be invited to, like they just won't let anybody in to Pokies Win Tips and Tricks.
1: Oh, it's so good! It's it's I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, what it's have great. you what have you liked about it so far? Well, I like the, just the fact that it exists is the best, probably the best part. Like. It's like teaching. You know, how do you get tips? Like, obviously, the tips don't work. Look at the fucking grubs on there. It's like teaching. Saying, "Oh, do you want to be a best-selling author? I'll tell you <laughs> all how to do it." And you go, well, "Who the fuck are you?" Similar to, probably similar to comedy. Comedy teaching, actually. Oh like, yeah. Who the fucks? Th- you don't get, you know, tips and tricks from the from the top brass. You're getting it from absolute grubs. Yeah, but, and
0: po- uh, pokey's win. You know, Win tips and tricks uh, for the overseas listeners. Pokies are slot machines. Um, what else do you call them? Good fun, um, sure things. There's many names that they have. Bricky's laptops. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, prob- that's probably my favorite, the old Bricky's laptop. Yeah. Um, there, there's a group, though. There is a group on Facebook that I invited you to, Heggie. Pokies wins tips and
1: tricks. And I think whoever started it, I reckon started it tongue-in-cheek. You think so? I just I like that people are just enjoying life in these dark times. The having a, battlers are getting ahead, from what I can see on wins, <laughs> tips and tricks. There's a lot of two thumbs up. That seems to be the most favoured uh celebration method is the Siskel and Ebert, two thumbs up standing in front of your win.
0: Yeah, what about the one that, did you see at a suburban some suburban shit venue a has just popped the question to his missus? That's getting a oh, running right. there. Yeah, that's getting around really? in there over
1: the last week. Sick. Excellent. <laughs> Did he just have a big win to buy the ring? Fuck, who knows? You'd hope, <laughs> you be hope great. so. It's a good way uh, to get. Uh, sort of just it's a good the, way to the get language.
0: While they're already just fucking throwing money away, why not have a wedding? If you're in the business yeah. of just throwing a large amount of money away in a short amount of time, a wedding
1: is for you. Oh, even a low budget wedding is—it's just more money than it should be. I used to work a lot of weddings on those boats I worked at in uh, Sydney Harbour, and it's amazing the cash you get splashed around. And even even average joes—they go and say, oh, "I want a cake." "Oh, you want a cake?" "Okay, it's fifty bucks." "What's it for?" "It's for a wedding." "That's five hundred dollars." "Oh yeah." "For a cake." "Thanks very much."
0: Fuck, it's great fun. I remember I used to work at a pub in Williamstown, in uh, Melbourne. I've brought it up here before—the Prince Albert Hotel. It was just just a fucking pub like Carlton Draft Pots and footy talk. that was the whole pub. Yeah. But there was a bloke um, a Croatian bloke Ivan who fucking just a lovable Larrikin as you probably call him Heggy just a you know yeah. rogue character. character. Um, and he once he told me, hey Nick, once you finished your shift I was 19, he'd be late 40s, early 50s he said, I've got to teach you something about life. I was like, fuck, yeah. all right, whatever, this is weird. I finished the shift, he goes, come with me, and he just took me to a pub nearby that had pokies and then explained to me how to win on them. Fuck, yeah, and you've, ne- you've never looked back. Man, he, uh, he put $150 into a pokies machine pretty fast, and um, I think it was just holding it for him for the future when he was going to come back and collect the yeah. jackpot. Because it didn't let any out that night, even though he was swapping between doing
1: uh, minimum level bets to maximum level, and then back oh, again. Machines can't figure that out. <laughs> the um, it's probably the best thing that happened to you though. Him fucking losing. Imagine if you had a massive win. You went, oh, that's it. It's the rest of my life taken care of here. I just go to mm-hmm. the pokies forever now. There's just the the language on that Facebook group though. Is some of the best stuff I've seen. A guy wrote, "I just went down the." Friday afternoon went for a steak sandwich and he actually wrote Sandwich, which you hear, but I've never seen it written down. Fucking incredible. He wrote just went down for a steak sandwich. And uh thought I'd chuck a hundo in and look at me now and he'd won thousands of dollars. Fucking superb. Just the the also the sort of the familiarity of the language is the other thing I really like there. It's like, you know, they're, they're shouting out to other people in the group. Hundred, hundred hundred odd thousand people in this group. So not that yeah. exclusive. Get the bags ready, cunts. You know, I've just had a big win. Yeah, I'm, some still, dude I, there. I'm sure
0: aristocrat are just shaking in their boots. You know, fucking hell. they yeah. figured us out.
1: <laughs> Dragon Link. They're very scared. Oh, they'd be loving this because there's the odd one. A guy will win $800,000 or something. You get on the Facebook group and go, I've never played a pokey, but I reckon I will now. I could win $800,000. Man, I I,
0: I think that's what happens when, you know, you always hear the stories of, oh, I went into Crown Casino with 10 cents and I put it in a pokey's machine and won the million on one line. I think the the first step is they just get a News Corp journalist down there.
1: What, to spread the good word? Yeah,
0: they just call up the Herald Sun, Daily Telegraph, Courier Mail, Get them all in here
1: and get this news out to our readers. Absolutely. They'll have that million back in a day. One news cycle, they'll have, that's, does it's better for them to give it out. A million every now and then. Fucking great. <laughs> um, man, speaking of,
0: of millionaires, you were telling me before you've decided to start, um, you've, a, you've added a new rule into your life when it comes to driving around rich people, which I assume you see a lot more of in Sydney. Than I do up here in Brisbane.
1: Yeah. Oh, the rich people there just look like you at me, though, but fatter. But um, I mean, yeah, I've, I've sort of, I have come to an impasse on rich people on the roads. The, the fucking stats are in, and I've never received a simple thank you from any of them mm. for letting them into a lane I'm driving in, and that is decades of driving. So it's just, it's over. And don't worry, the feeling's mutual. They don't. I've, I've tried to remain open minded. I've never, never been a road rager. I don't want to be too judgmental. I've got sort of no idea what it's like to take stuff that may or may not belong to me throughout life. Rich people have to do that all the time. Plus, make sure everyone knows they're beneath them. Sounds like hard work. But if you you were to show manners to someone clearly beneath you, they might get ideas above their station. So that's why they don't fucking wave, expect some respect in return, or even worse, consider themselves equal at some stage. Fuck off. But now... If I see a car that I I consider, and I'm not a car expert, but if it's above about the sixty thousand dollar mark, you're not fucking getting in my lane. Yeah, never again. Matt Black, it's done. Have you seen Matt Black, oh, Matt Black's done. Matt Black's over. Obviously, <laughs> there, there are no Matt Black fucking hatchbacks <laughs> out there, unless the, the, you know that you see the odd custom Toyota Corolla. Oh, it's great—the the sort of boy racer style yeah. ones. Yeah, they're different. Their their life is their car. I'm talking more your your four wheel drive Aldi's. No oh. Aldi, not Audis, fucking Audi. Sorry, Aldi. That are, that are, <laughs> which is a, never just a, ever been off road. Which is a like Aldi Mercedes Benz, is an Audi. Yeah, pretty much. But I just I can't cop that. They're they're the worst. Definitely, definitely the worst. And there are a lot around here, and I'm not having it. Fuck them. I don't oh, yeah. care. I don't care if I write my car off. Making sure that I speed up and they can't get in. They're not fucking doing it, man. I'm
0: not one to stereotype, but when I'm riding around on a push bike, the cars I'm scared of the most that'll just swing a fucking door open into a bike lane are yeah. P-plate tradies. Like if I see a P-plate sticker on a Ute, um, yeah, it's that. And then a woman in a in a city four-wheel drive.
1: At least the P-plate tradies. That's just plain carelessness. The uh, the latter. <laughs> Is more entitlement. <laughs> what the fuck are bikes doing on my road, sort of thing. I'm not looking. <laughs> I punched a dent into a Range Rover a couple of years ago while I was on my bike.
0: Not a road rager just... though. I've thrown a bike at a car. <laughs> I got off.
1: <laughs> I don't count cycling road rage as road rage. I'm talking when I'm behind the wheel. I oh, don't okay. do much.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hopped off Keep my it. bike
1: and just threw it at the car.
0: Yeah, right. There was no further you put channel a pedal through the
1: window or anything.
0: No, it just sort of fucking scratched the boot pretty bad and I, I assume it did some damage to the back window. I didn't break it because it hit wheels first. Yeah, okay. Because I picked it up by the handlebars and seat and threw it forward. I wish I had flipped it upside down and grabbed it by the tyres and then thrown it sort of handlebars first into the, into the back of the car. Mate, should we get <laughs> stuck into the yet?
1: Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's do go. It. All right, mate. This week... We are having a squiz at Condor Airlines. A Frankfurt-based airline started in 1955, just like it sounds it did. They spell it with a C, as opposed to the German spelling with a K, only a decade after WW2, and they're using English spelling for their brands. Yeah, that's a smart move. I wonder if any other brands try to do
0: that. Like, no, 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 it's called Nazi, but it's like N-A-H-T-Z-E-E.
1: It's like Yahtzee, (laughs) but it's Nazi, it's a drink. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, plenty of brands, I'm sure, across history have had to change their names One, one quite recently in Australia, in fact A popular cheese brand oh, Yeah, popular cheese went and then a few other ones, like Colonial Brewing Great, I mean, it is good moving forward But um, Condor, on them, Condor with a C They've dabbled in both cargo and passenger flights Ooh. Pretty much And I'm pretty just bad. judging from the movies here if as a passenger you get to shut the door on the plane as you get in, you're fucked. Oh, where
0: the fuck does that happen? Who? I'm always sus when the flight attendants only check it once. Go, just do it again. What two's not going to hurt? I'm not OCD, yeah. but for
1: fuck's sake, we're going to do 900 k <laughs> an hour in the sky. Yeah, it's your um. I, I don't think they're doing that on Condor these days, but it's your it's your sort of Martinair and Condors of the world where you know you're sitting down, you you turn around. You're not going to get a kick in the seat because it's a pallet behind you. So, <laughs> it's all good. This will impress you, though. Uh, Condor Airlines in 2015 on their 767s made the middle seats five centimetres wider than the others. That's nice. Hold on. So the middle seat was the biggest seat? Yeah, they made them five centimetres bigger than the other seats just to appease middle seat dwellers.
0: Well, we're on board with Condor Airlines at the minute, but I must say every episode where I've jumped on board with the thing we're talking about early, I've always been wrong.
1: Oh, yeah, you'll turn around quite quickly in this instance, I reckon. <laughs> this, this might surprise you, but Condor Airlines has experienced a few fender benders. In will uh, talk you through a couple. In 1958, there was an engine fire on a cargo plane and it caught fire on impact. The three crew members were beheaded. What? Um so sorry, no, they survived. I'm getting confused with Henry the wives. Um <laughs> they, were, they were fine, they walked away from that. <laughs> Two years later, nineteen sixty, Frankfurt to Rimini in northern Italy, uh hotbed route, emergency landing, one thousand meters short of the runway, nearly got there. Whoa. That's um, gotta be rough. That's like God, t-
0: is rough. racing home when you need to take a shit. Yeah not
1: quite there i've always made it i always make it
0: i've i've never shit my pants. oh no we have covered this i did shit him once you've shit yours too don't lie you sent me a photo once i told my wife about this the other night we're talking about skid marks because our son had one he did a fart that left a skid mark in the nappy which is fuck i didn't know he was eating kebabs already but he's clearly he's changed up his diet (laughs) to to shart at two (laughs) but i remember you once were doing gigs on rottnest island off the coast of and you, yeah. you sent me a photo of um, jocks, your jocks with a skid mark in them, and I said, "Are they your jocks?" And you just wrote back, "Grow up."
1: I <laughs> 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 well, probably think what kind of a lunatic is taking pictures of someone else's yeah. skid marks, yeah. jocks? <laughs> I think that was that was back when I was like, I'm all black now, just all black. Andes, um, there's no way <laughs> I'm hands, ever going to skip t again. It looked like a puppeteer, <laughs> <laughs> black shoes. <laughs> That's where your son's coming unstuck. His nappies are white. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's not Poor. old enough to ask for black yet. Poor move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so this this plane has landed at 1,000 meters short of the runway. Four crew members and one of the 30 passengers, brown bread. Oh. Um. Yes, I've, the yeah. other twenty six walked off, but uh, there they are dead.
0: Uh, I've then, always wondered about uh, that. There was a plane crash recently in Pakistan
1: where only one bloke survived out of like a hundred and eighty. I yeah, I've I've heard of this phenomenon too. The, if you, I reckon it's the bloke who's with the most maggot, <laughs> like just totally comatose yeah. on the plane. Yeah, that, and you're just getting chuck chucked around. Whatever.
0: Are you going the drink driving? Um, science here they they're always a, a bit looser
1: never the yeah, driver is it no you walk away from heaps of them yeah passengers not so lucky they should relax yeah have a few more drinks one in all in <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then um on uh, condor nothing for a decade until 1970 yeah. they collided collided a 737 mid air with a privately owned piper cherokee oof uh this is a David and minor. Goliath? Don't tell me the Piper one. Well, minor damage to the 737. No casualties. Can't say as much for the Cherokee. Captain and two crew, deady bones. Um, after that, though, began the much-hyped 18-year period with no deaths associated with Condor Airlines. Unbelievable. age. Unbelievable. Yeah. This is Jetstar. Until, They're on a run. <laughs> yeah. Until 1988. Oh. A, um, do you think the stats are in for... For the, the world's deadliest airlines, they just put an an asterisk next to twenty twenty. Doesn't count like right. sports events. <laughs> Do you think like Lance Armstrong with the
0: Tour de France? That it, yeah, yeah. It rolls over. You didn't get to fly. But I, I always yeah. think they, you know, every every year they release something of the world's worst airlines, and it's always there's that North Korean one, um, that looks fucking grim, and it's on planes that look the like the. The model of the plane seems made up. I think oh, yeah. it's Koryo Air. Koryo? Oh, man. Oh, Koryo yeah. Air? I Air, Air across... Koryo. Yeah. yeah. S- state-owned national airline of North Korea. Right. They've got a pretty I... dangerous one, and then it's all these ones that land in the Himalayas. Yeah,
1: there's a bunch of that. I, I happened across the other day, just nothing to do with this, but a, a list of the 10 deadliest commercial airlines. We haven't touched any of them. Yeah. So um, there's no camera phones or anything. It's like, you know, Nepal Air, stuff like that.
0: Man, I'm not very... I I don't think I'm racist until it comes to the type of aircraft I'm getting on. I don't mean which country is the airline based in. I mean, I don't want to get on a Tupolev TU-134B-3, a Russian airline. Like, I don't know. It just sounds (laughs) like getting an Oppo phone. Doesn't sound right. (laughs) If it ain't Boeing, I'm not going.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you you're like one of those guys who walks past a fish and chip shop and has a look at the people cooking it. Yeah, nah, not today. Find another I, one.
0: But I do, I do, I do
1: that for all restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> what What do you make of white people making sushi? No good on the train. Yeah, no go. Positive racism. <laughs> yeah. We call it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> In um, 1988 though the. Uh, the much uh, a, a um a co-pilot on Condor was about to land a 737 when he collided with a hill in Turkey. Five crew and eleven passengers became dearly departed that day. And um, you know what? I haven't even done this yet.
0: Should I just? I just have that under the whole thing? A lot of Pretty deaths. Pretty much. Are you trying to beat it? That American that American family <laughs> from the other week. Are you? Are you sad oh, that there were is... no deaths the
1: last couple of weeks? This is easily. There's plenty of death in this, yeah, and one major protagonist in our story. Okay, uh, not the major one though. I don't want to give any spoilers. He's fine. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's um, that's coming right up. But a bit more, a bit more death and destruction here before we get off Condor and there. No, check it history. In um, oh, this is fine actually. It's just a bit of bloody, a bit of a laugh. In 1992, they took a wrong turn after takeoff in Venezuela, which already yeah. sounds sus. And smashed the left wing into a TV mast on a mountain. Jesus, but uh, fortunately, Jesus didn't want any extra angels that day, yeah. so 263 <laughs> people survived. Well, maybe the <laughs> maybe the TV mast
0: also took clipped all the angels' wings, so they yeah. they got to stay on Earth
1: for a bit more time. Condors seem to put co-pilots in charge of a fair bit of stuff before they're, well, they're arguably get ready. Run. Yeah, I know you need experience, but probably not in bad conditions on the side of mountains in Venezuela.
0: Are you always set like a... I don't like a young I don't like a pilot that's too young. Like I'd have gone on a Rex flight, a pilot that had like the mustache I grew when I was fourteen.
1: Oh man. Yeah. Oof. Just bum fluff. Yeah, I don't like this. Fuck that. Uh, did you drive the bus out to the out to the plane as well? Oh probably. Probably grabbed our God. bags too. Yeah.
0: Hey by the way,
1: that um <laughs> The um,
0: That was the second highest peak on Isla Margarita. That sounds like a
1: fun place. Oh, it sounds heaps of fun. Yeah. I don't think margarita is always the drink. No, sometimes it's the pizza. I know. Yep. Yep. So, <laughs> you know, makes you think. Um, <laughs> makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> so, long time between drinks from 1992 until 2015, when a Condor plane being towed, towed along a runway in Berlin hit its wing on a light tower. The wings are too long, I reckon, on these planes. Yeah. Um, the light tower fell on the cockpit, tore a hole in it, injuring one of the fellas. Didn't kill him. Um well, that's all right. Yeah, it's fine. It's just a bit of bloody fun. Um, I don't think they taped it up and kept flying. I think they had to change planes. Uh, this is probably the worst thing that's ever happened to Condor Airlines, though. In the year 2000 AD, they were acquired by, guess who? Oh, hold on. <laughs> not.
0: <laughs> well, it can't, it can't be a brewery. We've covered this. And the thing no, I'm, no, no. I'm most scared of an airline being run by is a travel yep. agent.
1: Yep. Who,
0: not Thomas Cook.
1: It's Thomas Cook.
0: More tea.
1: They're getting cocky, this Thomas Cook group. I reckon we'll have to do a whole episode on them. Oh, there's heaps. This mob, they're still operating today at Condor until the liquidators finish doing their homework. Though they were to be acquired by Polish airlines, but that deal fell through on April 1, 2020. The whole thing was an elaborate lark, evidently. <laughs> but um, Don't you hate that? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't you hate when you think you've sold your airline and then the Polish Absolutely. are like, no, got you? Oh, you've already popped the spew manna. You go in the boardroom, there's just a Polish guy with his thumb <laughs> on his nose, and his fingers dangling at you, poking his tongue out, ha-ha, <laughs> before midday. Um, anyway, we'll get, the incident we're talking about today is on April 30, if you cast your mind back,
0: 2014.
1: So this flight is uh, Condor Airlines flight DE3196, Frankfurt to Holguin, Cuba. Oof, a uh, quite a quite an uncommon route from what I've seen, but um yeah, four numbers. You don't want four oh, digits yeah. in the flight number. Absolutely not, especially no. for international.
0: I want one. QF one VA one.
1: Four digits. You're talking fucking wrecks. I won't have it. Well, yeah, we're talking Gondor. We know what they're like. But our, our protagonist in this instance was. One, Mister Ronar Caballero Gomez, sick man resides. Yeah, he, he resides in the Paris suburb of Asnières sur Seine, the very place oh, here he goes. where where Louis Vuitton opened up his first workshop in eighteen fifty four, which still exists today. Oh wow, so, um, makes you think, doesn't it? Louis lot. Vuitton, of course. Oh yeah. Um,
0: by the way, I, I said this. Yep. I said this last week, and I'll say it again. You can't just go researching things with French words in them so you can use your fancy French accent for your mates. I don't have a, I've got a, your mate. a French
1: accent, you fuckwit. Anyway, <laughs> Louis Vuitton, makers <laughs> of the iconic monogrammed LV bag, the light poo brown symbols of class on a dark poo brown background. You often see dangling from the elbows of Australia's elite as they wait impatiently in line for a wheatgrass shot. At Sydney's T2 Boost Juice, which uh, is a standalone kiosk, thank goodness, so you can witness from 360 different angles the young funky staff dancing instead of just getting the fucking job done. I sometimes wonder what LV himself, gazing down from heaven, makes of that. Yeah, you wouldn't—you um, <laughs> wouldn't have to yell my name if the music was below 120 decibels. Yeah, I, it's, it's what I have to say that I, I take exception to anyone dancing. While they're working, unless they're a dancer. <laughs> so, on April thirty, right? This I don't think it was his birthday, but he was thirty-seven years old. Ronar, yep. from Paris, and he's looking forward to his trip to his homeland, Cuba. He'd uh, he'd saved up for eighteen months and got himself a good deal on a flight, no doubt. But that, of course, meant he had to travel through Frankfurt. Um, Good a deal as he got, it obviously was nowhere near the bargains you can currently take advantage of at Frankfurt Airport duty free. plus price, oh. prices to please young and old. What do we got? Where as we speak there's thirty percent off the low, low prices. It's already duty free for goodness sakes. This this is madness. I mean, I reckon Ronar has opted for a fourteen euro ninety bottle of famous grouse. Pretty much lose money, not getting a litre of that <laughs> while you're there. And um <laughs> By the look of things, he's begun chugging it right there in the shop. <laughs> maybe a maybe a soft snigger to himself when he walks past the cigar section of the store. I'm going to Cuba. Why would I buy cigars, you idiots? That waste, sort of thing. Waste of time. Ah, uh, yeah. There's always... I, there's no evidence that he started drinking in the shop, but I think he might have. Like, he's... You, I thought... Yeah. Do you think you get buying Cubans at the airport
0: on the way to Cuba, that's like people that buy Krispy Kremes on the way to a city that already sells them? It's exactly you like f- that.
1: fucking idiot. <laughs> probably worse because there's <laughs> definitely Cuban cigars in Cuba yeah there's not there's not 100% chance there's Krispy Kreme every destination that you're going to necessarily nope. you'll be surprised or do some research <laughs> 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 it's always it's always irked me people just consuming stuff before they've paid for it in a shop though like it's just a special kind of grub who turns up at the counter of a shop and pays for an empty packet of chips or something yeah. just a chicken carcass yeah. scan oh, that oh yeah <laughs> Fuck, that's that's next level, I reckon. They just sort of mostly it's people like entitled parents just handing over what's left of a family block and it's just a barcode and a bit of foil that's been licked by a toddler. <laughs> Fucking gross. Do you do you let your kid eat shit in the in the supermarket before you pay for it? Turn up with a banana peel. So scan that. Sometimes, right, the shop shop I worked in, I'd, someone'd arrive at the counter with a six pack with only five beers in it. I'd say, Oh, just the five beers, and they'd go, No, six, I already slugged one. In the past three metres between the fridge and the counter, because I'm a fucking pig. <laughs> You've got a problem with somebody having a drink at a bottle shop? I, I have a problem with people helping themselves to something they don't yet own. Okay. And yes, I don't like them slugging beers in the fucking shop. It's not a real good and vibe, it's nothing... is it? No, it's not. I don't, uh, I don't, know, I don't care about the law aspect. I don't give a shit for the law. But that, just wait until you're outside, man. You pick, they give you like an empty one. Now, where's your bin? Put this in the bin, will you? Just chuck a cap and an empty stubby on the counter.
0: What, do they think it's, it's like uh, a pancake contest at a cafe? Like if they have the whole sixer before they get to the counter, they get a T-shirt and names on the wall. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is your name on the wall anywhere in a food establishment? No. What, well, on like no. an Italian restaurant wall? No, we- no, no. Not, not for like a boxer who owns a, a coffee shop <laughs> and there's boxes all over the fucking wall. No, I'm talking for eating prowess. Like for finishing a challenge or something?
0: No, the last time I tried, I think, was about 2008 in a country town, Bendigo, in Victoria. I tried to um, do some gigs. Tommy Little and I, I think, we tried to do some pancake challenge. Didn't
1: finish. Yeah. Oh, they're notoriously hard to finish. Food he challenges. wanted, he I wanted to get
0: on a local... You just did the Little Dum Dum Club podcast with him. Yeah. Little once. We're at a, Yeah, we're at this pub in Bendigo and they had a thing on the wall... Um, the 100-pint club. Oh, right. Wow. That's a we lot. We honestly thought about just trying to stay up in Bendigo for a week and see if we could join it. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: you've got to do it in a week. Well, what's that? That's over, that's over 10 a day. Well, yeah. Man, yeah. That's, uh, that's like 13 pints a day. Is do you Have you got a week to finish it? No. Take as long as you want, if you're soft. I'm just saying, we could have tried it in a week. Oh, okay. I did 110 days of Guinness. Oh, you did it? For 10 days I did, not, not in a week. Yeah. Fuck yeah, that's huge. Good shit. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Oh.
0: The, the nerve of you to ever say fucking your mates <laughs> when you did that in
1: Ireland. <laughs> they are your mates. I like to give it a little back, you know. Was it in Dublin? Um, uh, it was all over Ireland. Your mate. Did they just accept the
0: challenge anywhere? you can turn up well, no. a weary traveller looking for a cheeky 10 pints before hitting the road oh. again.
1: No, this was our own challenge. I don't I don't assume they could they'd go bankrupt that country if there was a <laughs> an authority that had a, a drinking challenge. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Guinness would be out of business. And it's huge. <laughs> um so the flight, right, from Frankfurt, it was already Delayed for two hours. That's just for starters. Conservatively, for me, about that's about six standard drinks for Gomez, by my reckoning. And then three hours in to the 11 and a half hour flight. Oh, beautiful. The, uh, yeah, magic hour. Um, the nine crew figured out something was up with Gomez, one of the 248 passengers. He was seen opening a bottle of rum. And then uh, the fun sponges that? have, conf- they've, well, nothing, as I can see. The, the, they've confiscated it. Oh. And given him a written warning, and he tore that up, which appears to be standard practice. Yeah, if you're, um, <laughs>
0: if, you're <laughs> if you're drinking rum straight out of your duty free
1: bottle, it's not a time for a note. Absolutely not. Can you imagine that is verbal? Oh, imagine getting a written warning as an adult, like a publican had come out and yeah, written warnings suck, man. I used to work at I used to work at McDonald's as a kid. Yeah, and I'd get written warnings. Yeah, fairly routinely. I worked pretty hard. Just wanted to be left alone, and they couldn't do that and just kept poking the fucking bear until inevitably I'd tell someone to fuck off or just make someone cry. And that's a written warning offence. Yeah. <laughs> so I haven't got a good history of written warnings.
0: Was working at Macker's, that was here in Brizzy. Did they want a
1: big team? Did they want a fun team vibe? Oh, did they? Yeah. They wanted. Like social club, they wanted me to go ten pin bowling with the other staff and stuff. Oh, the so fuck off! I'm gonna go home and try to get these zits off my face, and fucking get some sleep, get back here. It's it's it was awful. Haven't been in one since. Um, really? No mackers. No mackers. That's over 25 years now. Well, oh, I Christmas present sorted. One. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to fucking mackers, man. Although, if you won't go in there, and I've given it to you for
1: Christmas, ruin Christmas. Give me a voucher or something. Yeah. cops get fifty percent off at McDonald's. Really? Like the the filth turn up, you have got to give them half price stuff. I don't know. This was when I was there. I only lasted on the front counter for literally ten minutes, and then I was back out the back. Like in my entire, I was there for nearly a year, I reckon. Um, served about three people, and then got told to get back out the back. They um the they didn't like my style.
0: Um, yeah, I can't <clears> I, I can't imagine you at any stage in life having a. The customer's always
1: right vibe. Well, yeah. that's. We all know that's bullshit. Anyone who's ever worked and served anyone knows that that is a fucking ruse. Customer's always right. Disgusting thing that some arsehole's made up. Makes you think, doesn't it? After, after Gomez has lost his rum, right? He's whipped out another bottle from his bag and started drinking it. They clearly got no Man. idea how duty-free works in terms of two-for-one deals, especially yeah. at Frankfurt. So... They took his second bottle from him, and he didn't like that, but they tried to calm him down. Mistake. He got up, pushed the flight attendant, grabbed his wrist, and started kicking the seat. So he's gone. He's escalated quite quickly. They didn't leave well enough alone here, though, and they've dobbed on him to the pilot, who thought to himself, ah, piss Ed with a bit of a soft spot for senseless violence. I oh, know just the place to divert to, Shannon Island.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> Yes. You reckon they've got lays like when you if you go to Honolulu, do you think they have a four leaf clover lay that they just as you hop off the plane, they're like <laughs> welcome, welcome to Cloudy Shannon.
1: Oh yeah, man. This yeah <laughs> like a pair of handcuffs shaped like a clover. Um according to the ironically named for me Claire Champion newspaper, the uh the plane stayed another hour and a half in Shannon the irish police had to temporarily stop panning for gold in the marshland next to the runway and uh, take statements from other passengers and crew and probably found some time to do some diddly-eye singing and dancing while they were at it
0: did we ever go um, through what's at shannon airport cuz they must that must be probably most of their business
1: i don't know that anyone's been in it i think you just go straight into a one of those buses with the with the cages <laughs> on the windows and down to the cop station.
0: Do you think you see do you think you see a bar that looks lively and then you realise it's just a fucking bit of wood that they've painted on, like North Korea, where you get taken on a tour? They're like, Look at all these people in a <laughs> nightclub. Now, hold on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. Do you remember when the like G twenty or G a long time maybe over a decade ago? Was it G twenty? A summit was gonna be in Ireland. They they did up this town, like a derelict town, and put just decals all over the shops that and just had pictures of people sitting in cafes and stuff and made it look like <laughs> it was a thriving town. Just drove all the delegates really fast through there because you couldn't open a door because a doorknob was just a picture. They yeah. so just, oh, it's fucking sick. I was, I'll try to find the picture. It's pretty good. Um, so <laughs> the, um, the fallout from this, right, the Paris plumber, uh, Ronar Gomez, he was on 278 euros a week. Out of which comes alimony, plus life in Paris ain't cheap. So, this is exactly what duty free booze is there for to help battlers like him. Um, Ronar, he was an anxious flyer at the best of times, but especially when against the clock to get the get to Cuba before Jesus summons his dad up to paradise. So, his dad was so, dying. Yes. Oh, so he had to get pissed and get there quick sticks. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Gomez appeared before Ennis District Court, where Judge William Early, golf and opera enthusiast, uh, remanded him on bail to appear in court again the next day. So he had to stay in his hotel room and surrender his passport. He did have to check in at the Garda station. Hopefully he had the chance to pop into Knight's Bistro, just round the corner from the station, where he can enjoy a pub meal only a few metres away from the ambience of a major arterial. <laughs> separated from the action by a waist-high pane of safety glass, just like watching Indy 500 at the Gold Coast, but with trucks on a deadline. Uh, Knight's Bistro may sound nice to some, but according to John, an amateur restaurant reviewer, they served him up a large portion of chips, and there were how many in it, do you reckon? A large portion? Yes. How many chips did John get? I'm saying, oh, 40. Nah. 11. It's not oh. the goddamn famine, Knight's Bistro. <laughs> John got 11 chips in a large. Can you believe it? On the upside, Evolution's nightclub is just upstairs. Only a tenner to get in. But on the downside, they do serve up a generic brand of Red Bull to try to pass it off as a real thing. But aficionados, from what I've seen on the internet, they're onto it. Oh. Emerald, I- Emerald Isle sommeliers are not impressed. Yeah, they, <laughs> they are.
0: <laughs> They've got a real man of class there that could go, hold on, that is Jagermeister, but that's not Red
1: Bull <laughs> that I've dropped it into. Yes. I They're can taking the that. internet to express their distaste with textbook fraud here uh, in the dozens. So, Evolution's Nightclub, pick your fucking game up. What a waste of time, though, writing that the nightclub is serving shit drinks. What a waste of time internet yeah. reviews are, except I, I am quite partial to them now. I've, I've seen a lot recently... And they're pretty good. You're always going to have one or two good ones. The Irish judge, though, old Judge Early, mm. is, uh, he's not a bad one to get if you want leniency. He has since retired, but he seems to get grubs, you know. In uh, in 2011, he dismissed an assault charge of a bloke who admitted headbutting his girlfriend and punching her in a taxi. Put it down to larrikinism. Next. So Ronar's hit the jackpot here with his judge Gomez, he's pleaded guilty to being drunk, threatening, abusing, and insulting and was fined one thousand euros and given four months to pay it oh. due to his low income earner status. Oh, the dream. He's back on the oh, plane. Yeah. Well, no. He hmm. uh the charge of the charge of criminal damage to a seat was withdrawn though, I assume on compassionate grounds. Turned out the whole thing was just a bloody big misunderstanding. Comical, really. I assume Condor
0: they haven't waited around for him. They've had to leave. Oh yeah, and I don't. They're long gone. I don't know how many Shannon to fucking Cuba flights there are.
1: <laughs> well, that's exactly what's happened. He's uh, he's had to go home. There are none. None from <laughs> Shannon direct to Cuba. You know uh, what that's you at do, least Three stops. You just,
0: you just wait. It's like a bus stop. You just wait for the next Frankfurt to Cuba to
1: go. And when, when they have to divert that to Shannon, go Yo, you beauty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You could really engineer that. Like just put in a put a fake ad for, you know, cheap Guinness in Cuba or something. See what fucking happens. You'll end up with heaps of people getting kicked off in Shannon. There you go. Get a whole road of yourself. Paddy O'Reilly's in Cuba. Open one up. I reckon some Irish are just like buying the cheapest flight out of anywhere in Europe and it'll end up in Shannon somehow 3 hours later. <laughs> it's like like when you're a kid and you just start a fight so you can get a blue and white taxi home. (laughs) Yeah, got to get
0: to Shannon. Flights are too much. I know. I'll take that Norwegian air to New York and have a
1: few at the airport beforehand. I'll fucking get to Shannon. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, this flight's not going to Shannon. I think you'll find it is. (laughs) Yeah, not yet. (laughs) Well, um... Gomez's right, and this is a misunderstanding. He he thought when they were yanking his duty free out of his sweaty hands that they just wanted him to buy their alcohol, which he was dead against. He's he's on a he's on a budget, so it's happened to all of us, hasn't it? I mean, I, I got kicked out of a pub once, quite violently, in the end, for just sitting there drinking a six pack of my own homebrew out of the esky i brought in, and and while I was watching big screen cricket, otherwise known as minding my own business. Nanny state had different ideas, didn't they? So um, same sort of thing. What is this? China? Yeah. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't even drink my hybrid brew with the pub. <laughs> Fucking hell. It was all it was all just lost in translation stuff in the end for Ronar, <laughs> though. Although he was aware of the English phrase, I'm not guilty, which he yelled at volume at a pause in the proceedings at Ennis Court. Um He's he's known that phrase. That's the only thing he knew in English.
0: You know when you hop off at an international airport and the first sign you'll see is just welcome? It'll be welcome, bienvenue, and it'll have it in a whole bunch of different languages. Do you think it's Shannon Airport? It's just not (laughs) not guilty. (laughs) (laughs) Not guilty. 50 different languages.
1: (laughs) So um, Rona, sadly, never made it to whole Gwyn. Cuba's fourth largest city to bid farewell to his terminally ill father who had lung cancer, probably cigars. Um, (laughs) God indeed (laughs) did summons Gomez Senior up to heaven before all this got sorted out. So we ought to cue, cue up the music, mate. Mr. Gomez left this beautiful planet the same way he lived in it staring pensively out at the horizon on the beautiful turquoise waters of the player Esmeralda, coughing up black sputum and thinking to himself, where the fuck is my son? Probably Shannon. (coughs) Makes you think, doesn't
0: it? On your deathbed, the phone rings in the hospital. You have one reverse charge call from... (laughs) Shannon Island. Oh no. Oh, no. Oh, people can pick when they're gonna go, I think, at the very end and um yeah. they're getting that call.
1: Oh uh, yeah. Cuba via Shannon. Um didn't get there. Straight back to Paris. So bit of a sad story in the end, really, but uh you know, just take it easy on the duty free everyone if you not can't f- handle the duty free don't have it not for me I had a great time that was very funny thanks mate yeah oh, right <laughs> nice. makes you think does not um, hey man while, while we're here just before we go can I plug uh, a friend of the show's uh, Facebook page Sean Woodland he's got a page oh, called your your hobby is shit it is it's so awesome good. yeah subscribe to it he puts out one or two a week and they're fucking really brutal and very very good so get in
0: your hobby is shit. Is it on it? I think it's yeah. on Instagram as well. Ah uh, yeah, it would be. Yeah, yeah Facebook and Instagram, check out your hobby is shit. That brings us to the end of another episode of Midflight Brawl. Midflightbrawl.com for merch, LukeHeggy.com for your upcoming gigs. Um I don't know. I don't, I'm doing a few gigs here in Brisbane around the Good Chat Comedy Club, Brisbane. You've finally got a fucking awesome comedy venue.
1: Oh yeah, it's great. Get Did in he? there; it's so much fun. Oh, all right, mate. Well, I'll copy you next week then.
0: No worries. At midflight Brawl on Instagram, and thanks, thanks for all your messages, and thanks for bullying Heggy. Ruin Christmas. Um, you know,
1: Ruin Christmas.
0: But <laughs> you can you can dig into me this week. I am a good bloke about Dribble it. Dribbling was just yeah. on TV. <laughs> Don't worry.
1: <laughs> All right, mate. I'll, I'll see you later. Take it easy.
0: See you, mate. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Mid Air Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell.
1: Okay, ready to go? With the clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Planning for your next trip?